0: nagging pointing out people's flaws all the time triggers the survival part of our brain the resistance part of the brain the i am now being attacked and i have to defend that's a guaranteed way to shut off that learning portion of your husband's brain right
1: or or the other thing that happens is the person turns around and starts pointing back at you the things that you do that
0: bother them yep the one-upping oh yeah right i do this well you should see what you do
1: Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, How to Get Your Spouse to Change.
0: One take wonder, right there. Perfect. That was good. On the money. Okay. You're the best. Today, let's talk about this idea of, can you actually get your spouse to change? We see that in all sorts of other marriage programs, and it's a yeah, big, actually, it's I, a I've big actually, claim.
1: Yeah, well, and I've actually kind of made fun of it a lot, a, a few times, because right. when we do our um, workshop, uh, we tell people you can't make your spouse change. Yeah, but there's yeah. context around that.
0: And I think it would be fair to say we want our spouse to change. Right. There's some things that you do that drive me crazy, and uh-huh. if I could wave my magic <laughs> wand. <laughs> you would change and life would be be better for me. You mean you don't
1: like me just the way I am?
0: I know that I'm perfect and there's nothing that I need to change. So this is only one way for for this time. You're,
1: you're so lucky that I'm an in the moment kind of person because in the moment, there's nothing I want to change about you. I can't think of one thing.
0: Yeah, but when those moments come, you really know the things that you want me to change. You really know them. <laughs> That's funny. So I think we have to acknowledge that it is, it, it is true that people actually do want to um, have their spouse change in some way, and it's okay right. to acknowledge that. It's right. okay to say that. Sure. If you base your happiness on, I can't be happy unless, unless they change. Right. Now you're screwed. Right. Because you're held hostage by someone else's behavior, right. exactly. Decisions, motivation all those kinds of things, and, and you will never be happy. Right. But I think it is actually possible to get your spouse to change in a counterintuitive sort of way.
1: Right, exactly. It's not the way that most people would expect it to be.
0: Most of the ways that people try to change their spouse are pretty common things. Nagging them. Let's stick with that one for just a minute, nagging. And again, I think we could be stereotypical here and say that word is most often attributed to Women. women. Right. And that's probably unfair because I think the equivalent for that for men would be whining. Okay, we whine, you <laughs> nag. It, it's unfortunate, but it's true where right. we we believe if we point out someone's flaws enough, right. they're going to magically at some point say, Ooh. gee, thank you spouse for, for criticizing me for years about this right. issue. I finally see the light and I understand and I'm willing to change my behavior now. Ooh. Never happens. No nagging, pointing out people's flaws all the time, triggers the survival part of our brain, right. the resistance part of the brain, the I am now being attacked and I have to defend. That's a guaranteed way to shut off that learning portion of your husband's brain. Right.
1: Or, or the other thing that <clears> happens <throat> is the person turns around and starts pointing back at you the things that you do that bother them. Yep,
0: the one-upping. Oh yeah, Right. I do this, well you should see what you do.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And that's a grace to the bottom. So nagging, Nagging doesn't make anybody change. In fact, it it makes them, again, get kind of hunkered down into that survival mechanism. Whining. I actually see a lot of men whining about sex. It is the, how come we can't have more sex? How come? And again, they're not using the whiny voice, but it's kind of this little boy approach to, I want this and how come we can't have it and you're keeping it from me. This perpetual disappointment in the tone of their voice, in their attitude, in the way they approach their spouse. And what I've seen happen a lot is women start to kind of sniff out or be aware of that ulterior motive. Right. So, oh, okay, he's taking out the trash now and he's doing the dishes and he's being interactive with the kids now. I bet he wants sex tonight. There's an
1: expectation. Yeah. It's
0: called a covert contract. And sometimes a lot of times that's actually true True, right where it's this it's this um this check mark economy if i do all these good things i get a cookie right (laughs) yep give me my cookie (laughs) people are going to hear that phrase now it's going to mean something totally different to them now every time their (laughs) kid says, i want a cookie (laughs) that's funny oh my goodness so there's nagging, there's whining. What other ways do we use to try to change our spouse?
1: Well, I think um, guilting them or manipulating oh, them. Oh,
0: That's a wonderful thing. Right. Yes, guilting them. Um, we could slap in the passive aggressive tone. Right, into that's kind that. of, exactly. Fine, I don't need you to do this. I'll be okay. It's, it's. I'm, I'm just fine, even though this is gonna take me six extra hours to do this, but right. I'm fine. Right. Yep, yeah, that that is nasty, nasty business between a husband and a wife. Um, shame shaming. That would be including character assassinations. Right. You're an idiot, you're a you're a jerk, you're stupid, anything that attacks a person's character. Again, we believe that if we make someone feel bad enough, then they will want, want to, to change, av- avoid that avoid pain. Avoid that pain, yeah. And not do it anymore. And it never ever ever
1: works and and typically what it does is actually makes you want to avoid the person
0: As opposed
1: to drawing nearer to them,
0: which is what they want in the first place. Exactly. Now, not only are you nagging and being disconnected and critical, now you're having physical distance, emotional distance. um, And that literally leads to affairs because someone else who gives you attention or acknowledgement or recognition or anything else like that becomes very, very attractive. Right. And you can set yourself up. You can set your marriage up for a greater chance of infidelity um, um, or an affair because that's kind of the tone. You are not responsible for the affair. No. I want you to hear that very, very clearly. A person who chooses to do that is still responsible for their right, behavior. exactly. But we are responsible for the environment that we create. Like we kind of heard last week on the podcast with John Furman, we have to act in ways that we actually want our spouse to like us. Right. They actually appreciate who we are. We are actually enjoyable to be around. Right, exactly. And that kind of leads into kind of <clears throat> what does work. How do we get our spouse to change? It's the Cesar Milan version. Okay, I, for anyone who's spent any time with me, I love dogs and I love training dogs. And I love Cesar Milan's approach to training dogs because he uses the phrase of, of um, I rehabilitate dogs, I train People. people. Everyone hires a dog trainer because they want their dog to be good, but Cesar one spends very little time training the dog. He actually works out training the person on how to behave, the energy they project, the behaviors they, they, they have around the dog because the dog will respond to their behaviors. And the exact same thing happens in our relationships. And I'll spin the metaphor so that I'm the dog in the story <laughs> and you're not. <clears throat> but if you want me... To start being um, open to you, react, uh, res- res- responsive to you, engaging with you, you le- you have to change your right. behavior towards me. Right, I have to
1: make the I have to make the steps of changing how I act, respond, yeah. talk, think, believe about you. And when I start making those changes in myself, and those start coming out of me, that's very drawing to you yeah it's inviting
0: that's the word i was looking for instead of demanding that i change you actually invite me to change subconsciously you know it's not it's not an overt request but you become attractive and i want to be around you like you similar to you the mirror neurons that going off in our heads of going oh you're acting this way i want to act that way towards you as well um, and you do have control over that. You do have the power to say, I can become a better person. Just right. like I, I do too. I have the power to say, I can be more understanding. I be more patient. I can be more open. I can take responsibility. Right. I can have more empathy. I can display more grace. We can be on the same page in all of our, in all of our big issues. And I can under, be a student of my spouse. I can understand exactly what you need. I can take responsibility for that. And if I, if I do that, guess what happens? I change you. Right, exactly. Because you can't help it. You're going to be drawn to me like a moth to the flame, baby. Yeah, You're going to have all the hotsies for me and be all hot and bothered. (laughs) Because I'm going to be just that kind of catnip for you. (laughs) I'm running out of metaphors or (laughs) euphemisms. You're doing pretty good there. (laughs)
1: keeping it pretty clean. Keeping it,
0: I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's good news.
1: It is. It is. I, I just think it's amazing because, um, in your mind, you just don't think about that. If I start changing myself, that invites my spouse to change. Yeah. Um, I never thought of that when we were first no. married, I just had an expectation that you would just change. Yeah. And, or if I threw things out or beat around the bush or a little bit that yeah. you would get that there were things that I didn't like that, that you needed to be different in yeah and and I, I would have never ever guessed that if I started changing myself and my expectations of you and my thoughts and beliefs about you and how I treated you that that would start instilling changes within you
0: yes it's a remarkably counterintuitive we always want to externalize the problem. Instead of starting with us, I had a client who was a, a resident, a doctor, and the the entire ward that she worked on was really uh, nasty, toxic, lots of animosity between nurses and doctors, a lot of stress um, that way. And she was going, at, you know, this is a really horrible work environment. So I gave her a whole stack of sticky notes and I said, until these are gone, I simply want you to write quick thank yous and leave them on, on workstations and on right. computers and on clipboards and stuff like that. And she went through that entire post-it the Post-it stack of notes, and and came back. And she said, "It's it's remarkable that as soon as I just did it anonymously, anonymously leaving these notes, but other people started saying thank you. Other people started um, acknowledging other people's work. The environment actually changed. Isn't that amazing? For a buck twenty nine of sticky notes. Yeah. And she didn't have to yell at anybody. She didn't have to have a meeting with H R. She didn't have to critique right. anyone or criticize or have any confrontation." It was sticky notes and doing doing something the right way, being right. grateful, being appreciative, and it becomes contagious. It becomes right. inviting for everyone out for everyone else.
1: It's like choosing to live within your own integrity, yeah, and not and not falling down to where the standard yeah. standard is, but staying within your own t- integrity and living that out. Yeah, and that just draws people to you because there's something different about you.
0: If I read scripture correctly, this is a theme that goes across everywhere in the New Testament. It is this idea that we're gonna be around people who are difficult. We're gonna be around people who are hurtful, who are impatient, who who don't treat us right. And because we have the love of Christ in us, we are able to respond appropriately. We are response able. Right. We're able to respond in a different way. We're not programmed or hardwired or working off of instinct because we're just animals. Right. We, we get to say, I'm going to do the right thing here, even if this person is not doing the right thing back to me. And when you do that, again, it creates an environment that invites everyone else around you to start changing and you raise the bar. Right. And the environment gets better and better and better. But it takes one courageous person up front to right, do that. exactly. And so if if you're listening to this podcast and you're going, yes, this is my marriage and I have this long list of things that I want my spouse to change, we would strongly encourage you to try something that that totally blows your mind. It goes against everything that you're wired for. But how can you start serving them? How can you start finding a way to to um, meet their needs? Um, and you don't have to call attention to it. You don't have to say, here, I've done this for you. Pay attention. Say thank you.
1: Right. I think that's something that people would yeah. actually try to do. They hear this and they go, okay, well, I'm going to start changing mine with the expectation that it's going to get them them to change. So you're, you're, you're changing, but you're not changing because you're living within your integrity. You're changing because you want them to change. Yeah, So
0: that's technically manipulation, right? This is doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. And the natural consequence of that is people will rise to your, to the, to the good level that you're at now.
1: I think something that would work, that would be really fantastic if you wanted something practical would be to get a batch of sticky notes maybe. And each day, or several times a day when you're starting to feel frustrated or you want to just poke and prod or nag your spouse, um, yeah. write a sticky note saying something that you appreciate about them yeah. and do that until your sticky notepad is gone and just see what happens. I, I think about um, when I was really struggling for a while, just having a good view on life, I got a, a thankful journal out.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I created a thankful journal within a week. I told Paul, I said, oh, my goodness, I'm starting to see things around me that I didn't see before. So if you're really struggling with your spouse for whatever reason and you can start coming up with things that you're thankful for and then leaving sticky notes and not with any expectation that they're going to respond to you or going to tell you, oh, thanks for leaving that for me. Um, It's going to start changing your views and your thoughts of them, your thought pattern. It'll get easier and it actually will invite your spouse to eventually come around and go, hmm, something's different. I want to be that way. I want to do something.
0: As you put it into practice, we want you to be patient. Don't do it for 20 minutes and then it doesn't work and you say, this is a crappy idea, Paul right. and Shannon. You have no idea what you're talking about. You're going to have to take um, days or weeks of kind of doing this thing because your spouse is actually going to be suspicious at oh, first. Yeah. What is your motive? What do you want? What's going on? They're not actually going to trust it for a while. And it takes a little bit of, the, of time to get through that um, season of doubt. Right. Be diligent keep doing it. It's the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. It will start to pay off. We guarantee it. It right. can't help but change your marriage.
1: If anything, if 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 you don't get the results that you would expect, pay attention to yourself because that it's going to change you.
0: Yep. Good point. It's a win-win right there. If it yeah. doesn't change your marriage, it'll actually change you and you'll be a better person, which will eventually change your marriage. Ta-da. <laughs> <clears throat> Just like that. If you want to start learning how this even affects like your communication, we actually are just about to release a um, brand new video series that we've been working on over the last month or so. We have about another um, two or three weeks before that's going to be released. This is exactly what we're talking about today, um, how you can get stuck on conflict cycles um, instead, of the, and g- instead of the connection cycle and, and how to move from the conflict cycle to the connection cycle, um, how to be able to change your spouse by doing the right thing, um, how your survival brain gets in the way, and then the six things that you need to do. You only need to do six things to be able to change from conflict to connection. Right. We're putting together a free video series about that. Um, it's actually gonna go up on our website within the next couple days. So if that sounds like something that'll be valuable to you, just go to securemarriage.com. That that uh, new video series will be on the homepage. You can just put in your email and get access to those three videos. Uh, and then from there, it'll give you other resources and opportunities to start working on your marriage, either online or in a personal workshop with Shannon and I. We're kind of doing a major revamp to secure marriage. And we're really excited to, yeah. to put that out there. So if you're curious about that and want to, want to see some of those changes happening, um, securemarriage.com is the place to start. Um, we're going to have lots of other free videos uh, up there as well and, and podcasts. And we want your marriage to get better. We want you to fight less, to feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. And we want to make it possible to make that happen as easy and as quickly as possible. So if you if you want to learn how to do that, securemarriage.com is the place to start. Other than that...
1: I think that's it.
0: I think that's it. Thanks for watching. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show this week. If you want to find out how you can build your own secure marriage, go to securemarriage.com. And if you have a chance, subscribe to our show on iTunes or however you get your podcast and leave us a review while you're there. You can also write us at podcast at securemarriage.com or follow us on Facebook. We're Paul and Shannon Elmore, and you've been listening to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm a little short today.
0: One of these days, we have to switch sides, mess people up, my stuff. Lunched. Yeah. my lunch is all over the place.
1: Uh-huh. I bet you if I put these on, oh, there you are. Hi. Hi. Nice to see you. <laughs> nice to see nice you. Nice to be seen,
0: I should <laughs> you say, huh? You see that in a lot of other marriage programs, and right. oh, crap. Hold, please. Hold, please. Okay gonna turn that off now we're better now we're better